Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, Trojan fans. Welcome to the Peristyle Podcast on a Monday. We're talking some USC Trojan football, offseason and all. Oh, what's going on with this USC football team? What can USC fans expect heading into the 2017 season with our buddy, our pal, Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Harvey Hyde or go to his website, HarveyHyde.com. Lots of good information about USC on HarveyHyde.com, so make sure you go check it out. If you have any questions for us, you can email us, podcast at uscfootball.com, or give us a call. Our number is 424-254-9141. That's 424-254-9141. You can leave a voicemail or uh, send us a text message over there. So if you have any questions for us, email or text us. That's a great way to get a hold of us. We're on the iTunes, itunes.com slash Podcast. We have our own URL there. We're on Google Play and uh, Stitcher Radio and TuneIn Radio and Audio Boom and lots of different places. You can find the Peristyle Podcast. This is going to be our 10th football season covering the USC Trojans. That is unbelievable. But yes, since uh started in 2008 back in February, so this will be our 10th football season. And Coach Harvey Hyde's been here the whole time. What is up, Coach? How are you? Everything is great, Ryan. And here we go again into what you might call an off season, if there is such a thing. As an off season, it gets longer and longer and longer as far as for the coaches and players. And it won't be long. Football season will be here again. That's true. And, uh, it's going to, we're counting down the days. We want it to happen soon. Right now, just so people know, uh, USC is in, uh, taking their finals. So that'll end and there'll be a little bit of a break. They'll start doing the off season and conditioning and, uh, the summer workouts where players will throw football around. They call it the player run practices, the PRPs. And that'll head into, uh, of course, fall camp. And we're not sure when that's going to start yet. USC will be hosting a bunch of camps uh, over the summer as well. Uh, their Rising Stars camps, they'll have two days for that. I think it's June, uh, June 11th and June 25th, I believe, are the dates for those camps. And there'll be some other camps, too, like kicker camps and things like that. So there are a bunch of different stuff going on. We'll be covering it all over at uscfootball.com. There's, of course, an evaluation period going on right now, the May evaluation period. So a lot of recruiting stuff going on. You'll see some offers kind of trickling out and a lot of different stuff. So we'll probably talk more about recruiting later in the week. I think we'll get Gerard Martinez on here. We're going to get Dan Weber to come on and talk uh, more about the uh, Coliseum renovation plan. He's written a bunch of stuff about that. We're going to talk to Coach Harvey Hyde about that too. And wanted to thank our sponsor before we jump into all of that. Southern California Tickets. Uh, they've been with us from the beginning too. SCTickets.com. Give them a call at 1-800-888-7287. If you need tickets for anything, there's a La La Land going to be happening at the Hollywood Bowl, Coach. I don't know if you're going to check that out, but my wife and I are going to. Uh, if you want to, if you're in LA, go to, you know, go to SCTickets.com. You can still get tickets for it. You sure can. I'm going to U2. I'm going to U2. I don't know if you are, but uh, I got my tickets from Southern California Ticket Service too. And, uh, they're damn good seats, Ryan. Damn good seats. Well, that's very nice, Coach. Um, check it out. I'm yeah, I'm not a big concert guy. I go every once in a while, but I haven't I haven't gone for quite a while. Um, but that would be a good one. Obviously, they've been around for a long time. Uh, Coach, we, you know, we were talking with Dan Weber about this a lot, and I don't know how much you've seen, but the uh, 
we're starting to get reports about uh, longtime season ticket holders from USC that they've had their seats for 20, 25 years. They get the notice in the mail, and one guy posted on the Peristyle, and he had said that, um, you know, he was going to have to pay twenty-two thousand uh, dollars just to like keep uh, the seats that he had, but it weren't going to be in the same location. Just the so he would have the same level of seats that he had. He was going to have to pay shell out twenty-two grand, and the seats were going to be moved. So it, I just feel like there's going to be a lot of horror stories coming out. Um, with this, you know, the renovation plan and, and all the reseating and all of that. I don't know what you've thought about. I'm sure you've read some stuff about it or heard, you know, heard from people. Any kind of thoughts on this whole reseating and, uh, Coliseum renovation? Well, Ryan, first of all, there's a lot of tradition at USC and the people that give most of the money are the people that you're trying to move around. Uh, young people yet have not established their giving because they're still at a young age of making the money. And I think that's a area of people that, uh, that you have to massage. That's the foundation of the Trojan clubs, uh, the, uh, the trips that the coaches speak at. If you look at the average age of most of the people, I would guess they're anywhere from 60 to 90 years old. And they're the people that really should have the, the first opportunity, which they probably are in the movement of the programs and the increase of ticket prices are, I think, basically what everybody is getting uh, a little bit upset with. I've heard people tell me, hey, I've had eight tickets for I don't know how many years, and I'm not buying them. I'm just not buying them. I feel like I'm getting gouged. I'm getting moved at the same time that I'm having to pay more money. And uh, I think it's something of great tradition that you should reward the people who have been loyal to you. And I know it costs a lot of money to renovate a stadium, but I don't think the people are all happy about the renovation, too, because not only the moving of the seats, but I don't think everybody likes what the Coliseum is going to look like at the finished product. Now, it'll probably be beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But I think that if they went with more of an established type of two, both sides of the field type of press boxes where people weren't moved and opportunities were there where they still have the preferred seating, and then open up new boxes, which go anywhere from $5 million. I've heard that price. I Believe me, I haven't looked for one, but I've heard they go as high as $5 million, and they're selling them. So, uh, you know, uh, I think that you've got to remember of the people who get you there, and I think that you've got to be very careful. There's so much money that is being generated in, in college athletics today. It's unbelievable, yet I feel as though, I get the feeling the university gets tighter, all universities. I'm not just talking about USC with the way they spend and the way they continue raising prices. And not only that, because of the smaller stadium, which they're going to have at the Coliseum, too. I don't really think they should do that. I think that they can still have an 80,000-seat stadium. And I think on some games, they'll have 80,000 people there. In fact, if you keep winning... Uh, as they did last year, and I hope they continue that, uh, there'll be a demand for tickets. So uh, I know why they're raising the prices, less seats, uh, all of the renovation that's going on, but I haven't heard a lot of happy people, and I'm not trying to rip on the university. I'm just telling you what I hear and what I see in the plans, and and uh, I don't know if they're trying to get too fancy or what. Yeah, there's there's that's the issue, I guess. There's not a lot of happy people, and 
when there's change, sometimes there's changes for the good and people are still upset because there's change. That's not the feeling I'm getting here. I've always felt like if you're going to do a renovation and you're not going to include the temporary bleachers in the end zone, like that just, it doesn't seem like you're really doing a service there. And putting a building in the middle of the stadium and taking away almost 10,000 of the best seats just doesn't seem like a great plan. Like why would, like have other people done this? Um, no, I mean, people have done other, you know, there's a kind of a standard and this is like way, way against the standard. Um, and you see on our message board, there's a lot of people on uscfootball.com coach that are really upset about it. And so we wanted to reach out. We're going to definitely talk with Dan Weber more about this. He was at the meetings and stuff where they announced everything and he's been, you know, following along very closely with all this, talking to sources within the university and, and all that kind of stuff. But if, if you've been affected, you got the email, um, you know, people don't know where their seats are going to be too. I think that's going to be a whole nother level is they know they're moving, but you know, they're moving like way far away or that, you know, they're not really sure. A lot of people don't sure where they're going to move, but you know, email us podcast at uscfootball.com or give us a call 424-254-9141 or text on that number two. And just let us know like what you think, um, you know, what's, what's, what's impacted you. Cause as coach Harvey Hyde said, the user that was posting on our message board about that was seriously considering not renewing his tickets of 20 something plus years because of this receipt. And he was felt like I got to pay all this money. Could I just go to a ticket service? Could I just go to sctickets.com and buy tickets whenever I wanted to go to a game as opposed to paying all this money to be in a seat that I'm no longer going to be in? So it's a, uh, there's a, I, I just feel like it's, it, it's, this bitter pill that USC fans have to swallow right now, coach, and it's only going to get worse from here. Right. I hear the same thing because there's some games they say, I really don't want to go to that game anywhere. You like Western Michigan on Labor Day weekend. If we decide to go, I'll just go and buy it at a, you know, at a ticket broker or uh, maybe uh, another game during the season. Isn't that attractive? Maybe they'll just go to the attractive games and they say, I don't mind paying more for those tickets that I want to go to. I'll just pick those games out. And I don't have to pay the preferred seating uh, portion or make a donation to the university. And I'll just buy uh, tickets for my broker. So I'm starting to hear a lot of that, too, also. Uh, obviously, I'm concerned, uh, yet I'm not faced with that. I don't have season tickets for the USC games, but I can understand how people feel. I'm fortunate enough that when I do go to the game, I'm able to uh, sit in a media area, as you are. But I think that if I was paying a lot of money for all these number of years that I've been a Trojan fan and donator, that I think I should be treated better than to just assume that I'm going to take this and move on. And a lot of things I think people, are, what they're upset with, Ryan, is they're just assuming uh, that this is the way it is. If you don't like it, then don't buy them. And I don't like that attitude. You know, you're right there, coach. And, uh, I, one of the, the kind of common themes with some of the comments that people had, there was the video that USC put out. And, uh, you had Clay Helton, who's, you know, he's never, he's not a guy that says a lot of controversial stuff. He'll, you know, he's going to, he gave like kind of an early message that was, um, you know, just positive energy. And that's just the way Clay Helton is. And, you know, Lynn Swan was sort of the one that had to deliver the, the bad news. But the way it was delivered, uh, a lot of people took offense to it. Well, it was basically like, we understand that you like sitting next to your friends. Tough. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like, that's what people felt he was saying. Like, 
yep, you're going to move. Just deal with it. And um, they just didn't like it. And I, I don't like it either. And if it was like a, an amazing redesign that made a lot of sense, but we, when you read Dan Weber's pieces on the site, it seems like it's not even something that like the university or the athletic department decided. It's more about uh, the, you know, the conservancy people about the Coliseum not wanting to see any kind of changes on the outside. So they're making them build a building in the middle of the, the stands, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, they put a big video board up on one side and they had two video boards on the peristyle side that they took down. Um, I'm not sure why some boxes that you could see the tops of or whatever from outside the Coliseum would really make that big of a difference. I mean, I, the, 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 the stuff that where you're going to like widen the aisles and, you know, add new aisles and bigger seats. I mean, all that stuff is great. Like you need to do those things, certainly. But dropping a building in the middle of the stadium, taking away like 10,000 of the best seats. Uh, you saw like the Chicago, uh, you know, the, where the Bears play that disaster. It looks like a spaceship from outside or something. Um, you know, they regret that. And I just don't want to see USC spend $270 million on this and then instantly regret it. I mean, they're probably already regretting it. Just all the negative feedback. And I, what Dan Weber has been preaching is try to get someone to come in, step in and say, Hey, Take a look at this. Is this really what you want to be doing right now? Right. Even if it takes another year to get it done, who cares? Uh, do it right, but you're not going to be doing it again for a long time. And, uh, you know, the Rose Bowl went through this same thing. And the Rose Bowl, I, I'm part of the Rose Bowl. I'm on a committee there and different things. And we had to go through the same type of, you know, planning and so on. It, could, it couldn't be higher. And we went through all that. And I know USC has gone through that press box. If you've gone through it, Ryan, you know exactly. It's like being at the Ritz-Carlton. It's absolutely fabulous. It's fabulous with boxes and eating and lounges and bars and all kinds of suites. It's, it's fabulous. And they didn't really injure anybody's seats down below, but the Rose Bowl sort of hung over it. The press box hung over it where those people that sat by the press box just sit, sit underneath now. You're more or less covered if it rains and uh they still kept those seats and they increased the area in the press box area and if you need to make it longer than what it is and believe me the coliseum press box can't get any shorter so if you were to make that uh, press box from 30 to 30 or 20 to 20 and do it the way the rose bowl did it'd be absolutely fabulous uh they've been way behind for a long period of time regarding the type of boxes and all the things they do in the press box at the Rose Bowl. In fact, they assign seats. My seat has been uh, somewhat behind a pole. And I, I don't know if you really can see a game behind a pole very well. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you because they yeah. have no other choices. Tim doesn't have any other choices. So you stand a lot and walk around a lot or stand outside a lot or you sit with someone you know that has a ticket. So, But they don't have anything else to work with. They'll have so much more to work with. So I, yeah, I think they're better off just holding up and doing it right because they're not going to do it again, but I don't like it. I didn't like the picture the first time I saw it with not even understanding what was going to happen with the tickets. Okay, it just didn't look like what I would call a traditional type of stadium. Well, Coach, you have a unique perspective, and that's a really good point. Just, you know, uh, up the freeway, up the 110, where the Rose Bowl is, was there the same sort of, I forget what the term is. I mean, there was like a, 
a committee where there's you know they, oh, they, yeah. they, the historical committee. Oh like, yeah. So they wouldn't it took let you. Years. Yeah. They wouldn't years let you for us build. To get the approval. But they wouldn't let you build above the like you couldn't look at the Rose Bowl and see it look differently. Is that the case of what? You're right. Right. It was everything looks exactly the same. You'll look at the Rose Bowl. You can't see any changes in the Rose Bowl. I think the, you can see the bigger and modern new press box, which is beautiful, and they moved the gates back so you have a bigger like. Walk when you're walking around the Rose Bowl, you don't have just 15 feet. You have like 30 feet. You have more restrooms. You have more concession stands. You they uh, made the tunnels wider yes. so that they need to get out of the stadium. If there's an emergency, people can get out of the stadium. The people that sit below the tunnels go out the end zones. The people that sit above the tunnels go out the tunnels. So they've done all of this type of renovation for number one safety first. Safety is the biggest concern, that everybody is safe in the Rose Bowl. That was the first concern. And then after that, they, they moved it around. And I don't believe anybody lost any of their seats from UCLA as far as season tickets. And uh, it's just a beautiful thing. And I know they've gone through it, and I know they've seen it. But I don't have any idea where they came up with that plan. I don't know of a stadium. I don't know if Tennessee's has it. You go down to Tennessee. I know their their press boxes are, are in the middle of the stadium, not on the top, but in the middle that goes around. But I don't know if I've ever seen a stadium that looks like the Coliseum is supposed to look like. Have you, Ryan? No, it's and that's what I'm saying. Like if you just see what the Rose Bowl did, you can accomplish that with all the historical preservation stuff from the outside without building a building in the middle of everything and disrupting the whole thing. So. Um, it, it can be done. So it's, yeah, it, it, it can be done. It's just that if you want to do it, if you're bigger than what the people are that supported the university for all these years, and this is what you've decided to do, then you just do it and you send out that type of uh, letter saying, if you don't like it, don't buy a ticket. And uh, I think it's just, I don't think it's really putting a good taste in people's mouths, but I'll tell you what, there are people waiting for those tickets. And as long as the Trojans win, you can do that, but if you don't win, believe me, those people will drop all the tickets. Yeah. All right. Well, I know uh, we got limited time today, so I wanted to, we have a couple questions, and we'll let you go. Um, Tarek said, "You often mention USC doesn't use the tight end enough, but Daniel Ametorbebe was uh, one of Sam Darnold's favorite targets last season. Were you not impressed with his play, or do you think USC can simply do more with the tight ends than they currently do?" Well, I do. I, t- I say that all the time. They started using him about. They didn't use him early in the season. They started using him towards the end of the season, and he caught a couple of touchdown passes and a couple of games. And yeah, I think it really helped their passing game. I'm saying they should be using him all the time to stretch the field and allow their other great receivers too to be ha- to have one-on-one coverage. And uh, they didn't do that until the end of the year. And then he had that opened up everything. It opened up everything. I think he can be a great receiver. But did they practice it in the spring? Did I see a lot of that? I'm just saying what I saw. I didn't see a lot of that. I think they have tight ends that can really play. I think this Paulo kid coming in, uh, to me, at 6'6", 250 pounds, uh, he's a tough kid, too. He's not just a receiver because he played defensively for his high school team. I think this is the type of uh, traditional type of tight end you need somebody that can knock you off the line of scrimmage. I'm not saying he's going to start now, but he's physical. And somebody can be a great receiver and utilize him on the type of routes that you do with tight ends. That's all I'm saying. But 
they didn't use their tight ends until the middle of the season or maybe two-thirds of the season towards the end of the year, right? No, I agree with you. I, and I, I get the feeling that you're going to see more of it. We just didn't see a whole lot of it in the spring. Um, I don't know if that's any indication of what we're going to expect, but he was certainly became a favorite target of Sam Darnold later on. So we'll see what kind of utilization we get out of the tight ends as the season goes on. And then uh, we got something from Ben, which is kind of interesting. I'm going to read it's kind of, kind of long. I'll read it to you. He said, I would like to see a rebuttal by a professional non-USC coach to some of Harvey Hyde's contentions. Frankly, those contentions seem correct much uh, more of the time than not, and they make Clay appear somewhat lost. Um, well, I, I guess, Coach Harvey Hyde, you would be the, the non-USC coach that's a professional. But anyway, here we'll, we'll move on. He said, why didn't they play a game at the end of spring practice, sit the fellows that they were worried about, and then let the rest of the 84-man roster team go at it? Are they expecting too much from summer workouts, which Harvey Hyde thinks are not productive? Is a new offensive line coach determined not to have overweight, immobile, immobile offensive line with slow feet? One begins to wonder whether Darnold is just temporary, a temporary bailout for a coach with limited ability and intelligence. Wow. Uh, Darnold will be 80% likely to leave after next season. Then what? Will Helton join Saban and Meyer at the top of the profession, or has USC dropped the ball again? Ergo, how about a reasonable rebuttal to hide by a fellow professional? And if such a guy can't be found, that would say a lot. Um, I'm not sure what he wants there, but Ben, I think Ben agrees with you. He just wants someone to kind of disagree with you to give the other side, I guess. No, believe me, in coaching, uh, there's a lot of that going on. You go to the chalkboard when you go to clinics or you meet with guys, go round and round about what you do and what you don't do and what you want to adopt or steal from somebody else. They ask you how you block a play and you show them and they steal from you. That's all coaching is, is finding out what you're doing. Uh, I mean, I used to send my staff as, look what they're doing now in the summer camps. The Michigan staff is coming to. USC to, to evaluate the West Coast, and then the USC staffs are going to Michigan to evaluate the Midwest players. I mean, believe me, uh, you know, they're, they're working together in everything they do. The things I say is the way I say it as far as if I was coaching and my opinion. That's not necessarily right or wrong. It's my opinion. Now, Clay Helton has his way of doing things. The strength coach has his way of doing things. But you all got to be on the same page in a, obtaining the goal that you need to reach as far as getting ready to go and have a repeat of last year, which is not an easy thing to do. I keep talking about that all the time. But again, you have to have healthy players. You got to have players that aren't burned out and you got to be able to learn and play the game of football, not talk about playing the game, but play the game of football as often as you can during the days you're given during the spring and the fall. You can't worry about one or two players as far as possibly getting injured because then you're punishing the rest of the team. You're not getting better. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying that, hey, if you have to hold someone out, hold them out. You don't want to injure somebody. or What do they have to prove? But I would have thought that they could accomplish more in the spring, maintain the momentum that they had at the end of the year, the enthusiasm of winning the Rose Bowl and saying we're going to do it again, not try to lose that momentum or that intensity that you had and don't let up towards the end of spring. I, I didn't really agree with that. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Coach. And I think from what Ben, Ben is kind of, um, there's a group of fans that are 
still not big fans of Clay Helton and they feel like Sam Darnold is like a band-aid that or an eraser for all kind of problems. And to be honest, Ben, we're not, you know, it's going to be Clay Helton's really his second year as head coach. I think he's learned a lot. I think he continues to learn. Um, however long he has Sam Darnold, that's going to be when Sam Darnold leaves that uh, there's a group of USC fans that are like, okay, now show me what you can do. Um, and you know, it's got to be one of those things where those fans just, they have to be proven by Clay Helton that he's the right guy. And we don't know. I mean, obviously we have no idea how this is going to turn out. Uh, we don't know how this year is going to turn out, even with Sam Darnold. So, um, well, but yeah. you know, Ryan, I agree with you hundred percent. There's no one, first of all, that wants Clay Helton and USC to win more than you and I. Okay. No one. And you talk about replacing Sam Darnold. You're not going to replace Sam Darnold. What are you talking about? He might be one of the best of all time. So you to say, all right, I'm going to have an equal Sam Darnold. Hey, you're dreaming. <laughs> Please. You just hope that you have somebody close to Sam Darnold. That's what the way you have to look at it as a football coach. Hey, when I've had a quarterback follow Randall Cunningham, I'm saying, okay, you're the next Randall Cunningham. Am I serious? <laughs> I, I, re, I was recruiting to try to find someone like Randall Cunningham. But am I going to replace him? Never, because this guy was put together differently than most people. He was a great athlete, great player, like his brother and everybody else. So you're not going to replace him, but you got to find somebody that can get it done like he did, maybe a different way, but you've got to be able to do that. Look at Alabama. They've had a different quarterback the last four years, but they continue to win. And I think that's what you have to bring into your program, the consistency the intensity, the belief in your program so you can continue with that tradition. Well put, Coach. All right, I know we got to let you go. you got some business to take care of, but we appreciate you coming on and sharing all your thoughts. And, uh, again, people, hopefully you can send us some questions, podcast at uscfootball.com, and let us know. And thanks again, Coach. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great one, and thank you for your questions. All right. Thank you to Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Harvey Hyde. You can follow me at Inside Troy. We'll have a couple more podcasts this week for sure. If you have any questions, again, let us know. Thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you next time. Tickets, tickets, tickets. SC Tickets is your concert, sports, and theater ticket source. We have the tickets you need to any event worldwide. Football tickets are now available. Call SC Tickets now at 1-800-888-7287. 1-800-888-7287. That's 1-800-888-7287. Or visit us on the web at sctickets.com. SC Tickets, concert, sports, and theater. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store.